Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heal and Learn or to the Grow and Learn podcast. This is Zorina Dimitrova, and I'm here with the lovely, beautiful Nicolina Werther. Hi, Nicolina. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Well, well, nice to see you back. <laughs> good, good. I like that. So yeah. Nicolina is an embodiment coach, success coach. She helps specifically people in um, entertainment, in the music industry, with creative industries. She helps them to overcome sensitivities and um, uh, shyness. Yeah. Right? So we've had a few talks about um, uh, shy people, how to overcome. It wasn't really called shyness, but whether you're shy and sensitive, here's the person for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so you then, help yeah. the how would you how would you uh, present yourself uh, Nicolina what do you do yeah it's a good question because it, I was actually because I, I always keep changing it a little bit the more I learn things myself um yeah creative and sensitive people is generally what I'm drawn to but that's just a personality thing so I would say I by now I'm I'm I do coaching and healing similar to you so there's an aspect which focuses more on the professional side which is sometimes a bit more practical, but most of the work, of course, is a healing side. And for me, it's all of it, which also ties in what I want to talk about. It's like, you know, overcoming your limiting beliefs and your you know mindset stuff that we all love and know about <laughs> to some extent. It's changing how you feel. So you're able to, for example, take actions, move forward and align with what you want to create. And then the last thing, which I kind of added with the embodiment work, so that's been the newest edition was, really you know changing your cells like as in really getting your body aligned like I find when we heal we always need all three levels in order to then easily and smoothly move to whatever it is that we want to create and yeah if we depending on how we've grown grown up uh, that can be more difficult for some people than for others and that's where like call it shyness or you know people who are not naturally Maybe, maybe I don't really use the word shyness normally, but yeah, maybe feel insecure or not yet like they're really able to just go for things and don't have self-doubt going on or, you know, procrastination or all these things that stop us in our lives or you know, weird habits or something. Um, it's usually, of course, because something happened growing up or something, why there's something inside of us that keeps holding us back so sometimes people you know you can call it trauma like childhood trauma or just other experiences that have just wired us in a way that so we constantly stop ourselves and we just not fully in our power we are not fully shining we're not fully able to thrive in the healthy and beautiful and easy way that we all should naturally do but most of us don't <laughs> so I know that was a very long explanation but um I'm trying just to explain like like these days I'm really trying to focus to go as much as I can direct to, to the core thing of okay so why are we holding ourselves back with so much and um, so that's why I said for example today shall we chat about um, self-trust and for me it's one aspect of it but it's a very important aspect that for many people is just broken um, because we didn't grow up with it because we were told to be this way or the other way and so we constantly kept shutting ourselves down <laughs> and just never learned to be able to rely on ourselves trust ourselves know what's right for us and you know act from that place because we were constantly trying to please someone else or you know, to make something right over there um, and it's a it's a journey it's a beautiful journey but it takes some time of course to change that then as an adult mm -hmm. 
Well, I had a client recently who told me that uh, apparently about 20 to 30 percent, if not 30 percent, I think she said of all people are uh, hypersensitive, so overly sensitive. Yeah. Um, and you're specifically focusing on sensitive people. So I thought, well, that's that's really bullseye because um, I, from what I've observed, um, self-confidence and oversensitivity and shyness are somehow linked because people that are overly sensitive, and I am also talking from experience, when I am in this state of oversensitivity, um, I pay too much attention on other people's opinions. So this is when you're you're like uh, want to be liked by everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, that that's one aspect that you always have to uh, consider other people rather than what you desire. And I was thinking today, just before our talk, uh, about uh, an experience I had when when I had to exert self-trust. So what is the most memorable memorable experience for me where I would say I trusted my gut, I trusted my intuition and how did I feel before that? And I'll tell you the story. So just to give you an idea of what my thought process was. So I about, I don't know, 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, I, I wanted to um, do an MBA study. And it was a very expensive one. And at the, at the time I was in a steady relationship and my mom was very much against me going and I needed her support partially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was so much against it and gave me such an opposition that for about two weeks, it really blocked me. Um, and I was already accepted at the school, by the way. But, but you know, the, the whole thing of, like you're not going, you're going to ruin your life more or less. It sounds ridiculous now looking back, but that was the case. And within those two weeks, I started having physical expressions of my dissatisfaction. So my body was fighting it. So I started getting pimples, started getting fat. I, I, I got two or three white hairs within two or three weeks. Uh, and it was, it was really like my body was rebelling and breaking. And I think this is one yeah. of the the things that we do, that is a sign for us to trust. The body is such a good advisor and you're especially a specialist on embodiment. Like the body tells you immediately whether you should trust yourself, whether it's what you want, because in the end, whether it's the right thing for you or not, it's what you want. This is what matters because you can never know what the outcome would be. Maybe you made a mistake, but that's your path. You're supposed to go through this mistake, but it's your choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I think you, you really touched on a beautiful point. I mean, exactly. Like this, if, if you can feel that bodily sense, amazing. I think for many people, we can't, or at least we couldn't originally, because we always shut it down because it wasn't safe to do as a kid. Like you said, right? We grow up and depending on how we grew up, if it wasn't the right circumstances, we were constantly trying to make it right for everyone around us. And that that's, I think, is one of the theories. I, there are lots of theories. Some people say you are born hypersensitive. I think that's the general opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm very careful these days what I say, because there are different theories out there. Um, but there's also, of course, this aspect that if you had to constantly look at what's going on with your caregivers, because you couldn't rely on them in the way that you would have, like should have, 
um, that that might be also why you're becoming hypersensitive because you you know you're constantly watching out for okay what's going on <laughs> you know you're not really safe in yourself to act the way you want um, and that's also often when you shut of course your bodily sensations down because there's too much information or information you don't want and that's when you know we have to unravel all these things later in life to mm-hmm. have that information again which like you say once you can access it it can be overwhelming at times once if you haven't learned yet how to be with it but it's also at the same time it's beautiful information so if you can access it it's it's really great if you can but access your yeah if you can access your intuition it's intuition it's actually saving you a lot of trouble because if you don't listen to your intuition you start getting bodily aches and uh, the thing is you will or or your body will show some way it, it will it will be so much in your face that you won't be able to avoid it it's something there's something totally wrong with your choice and with what you're doing and you're starting getting ill sick nose running i don't know hip hurts whatever um and i've also noticed through another experience that uh the body part or the the, the part of the body that will call and say there's something wrong in your environment in your thinking in your emotions because it's a response to your emotions to you fighting against something so the body that the body part that will respond is usually a body part that was active at a at a previous instance so you have to see the first time when you had this the first experience and note and remember what happened what we what were you fighting against what was the situation what emotions you got so this is usually the same situation that you get yourself into again the body is very intelligent so yeah i absolutely i I don't know if you work much with body and because of course with healing tools you could you can always use your body like you said uh for information um i'm i'm normally i don't focus in like some people they focus really on illnesses and all that i don't normally i don't yeah. know if you do mm-hmm. but um, no, it, not necessarily but i notice uh yeah. I'm, I'm i'm observing myself and you know energy shows in many ways not only the way you think your emotions but um i think with the more you evolve the less it affects your body it still does but if you look back you will see instances in your life where the body was really showing when you weren't conscious the body shows you things when yeah absolutely and i think it's it's like it's it's um i'm just having a german term in my head about why like you said when the body goes back to the spots it had before and and it's beautiful because it's often it can be generational as well of course right you, you that's you know the whole idea of you get born with certain genes or whatever yes but very often, of course, we inherit something that wasn't healed in generations before us. And so we're still right. having that in us. And yeah, that's, I mean, you could only work with your body. <laughs> I get so much information, but yeah. Um, yeah, there's one system. I think I talked about it once. It's developed in Austria. I can't remember what it was called, but it's um, it basically works only with the fingers, not even the entire body, because the, the fingers are like... A, you know, all the body parts are a representation of the whole body. So the fingers also represent the whole body, just like the feet. And so they can sense only through touching your fingers and some knots or energy blockages that you don't feel yourself. They can sense generational blockages, your mindset, a lot of things. 
It's really interesting. No, no. Reflexology no. does the same thing with the yeah. feet. And, and I guess access bars and these things as too, right? When they use yeah. their hands. So, yeah, right. but it, but you don't press so much. I think with access bars, it's more energy rather than like feeling uh, certain yeah. physical physical formations. So what I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what I am just observing. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious because I used to do more that side of healing, and whereas these days I'm more. In, almost influenced by psychology and and I still use energy tools but I don't it's more energetic so I was like okay where do you feel it in your body what do you need to release it or something like that yeah. um, and they're both really valid of course so I'm just kind of curious how it is for you if you um, I'm just thinking of trying to think of an example where you would want to change something for example self-trust which if you I mean it's it's such a vague thing like they're practical strategies but for example feeling it like knowing if you have it or not feeling it in your body how would you go about it would you like would you test it physically or would you kind you could there's an energetic way to to test it if you don't if you don't know the easiest way is to just relax and feel ask the question in your mind and then feel how the body feels, mm. what, the, what the wave is. If the energy wave is forward and upward, it's a yes. It's a positive affirmation to what you're supposed to do. If you don't want to do something, if your body rejects it, it's backward and downward. So you feel pressed down. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's more like how I work too. I like just tracking the energy, but not actually checking oh, the- the the, the person who you're working on can feel it themselves you don't yeah. need to feel yeah. it for them no no I, I know yeah both i think usually it's both yeah interesting yeah um, hmm. and actually anybody can apply this but uh ideally somebody asks you a question you can ask yourself the question but uh, the way i know the method is the second person asks you and you let yourself feel and so how did you, you well what happened with your story then like did you after two weeks did you just decide you're going to do your studies anyway? yes yes or? i decided i'm gonna do it anyways <laughs> and then your symptoms left or what, exactly or what? they left immediately yes hmm. yeah i immediately felt relieved like i couldn't sleep it was, it was such a terrible period in my life those weeks of fight fighting with yourself yeah Absolutely. And, and, and again, like for me, that's where I always say, okay, let's start with awareness. I think for like, I'm just thinking for someone who isn't yet used to that way. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, were you already doing healing work? Like, how did you be like, were you conscious of, okay, my body is protesting? Or did you retrospectively realize what was going on? I was just thinking about this today. No, I actually, uh, yeah, uh, after the two weeks, I realized these were the symptoms of uh, rejection of disagreement like strong disagreement yeah. so i recognized it back then but and and at, at that time i was already practicing the silver method and i, I had reiki uh-huh. but i wasn't doing that to um to discover any information regarding this i knew i wanted i knew what my desire was i was just um i suppose it was a a, a point of actively standing up for myself and saying no i I am going to do it, like announcing to the world <laughs> that that was my actual intention. Amazing. Yeah. But yeah. it does definitely require at least some self-awareness. 
and not just shutting your symptoms down with pills either, <laughs> which some people do, you know. Um, but I think that's, that's also interesting what you say, because for me, that's the other aspect of self-trust. Like one is feeling it, but the other one is kind of keeping promises to yourself, right? Or standing up for yourself. I mean, that's how you show yourself that you care and that you're there for you and that you, how you build trust in yourself because, hey, yes, I'm doing what I actually want, right? And um, so I think that's really beautiful, like as, an, as another example of how to get better at these things is to actually then do whatever you notice, right? And not just be like, yeah, I get the message, but I'm not going to act on it. Um, <laughs> but to actually be like, okay, like I need to stand up maybe to your mother or, you know, like to your partner, to your coworker or to the world or something and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that so serious. I'm taking my own impulses and my own intuition and my own things so serious I'm putting myself first and I find that's another bit where sometimes people can get like oh we we, we, we didn't grow up like that right we were just like oh my god can't put myself first like that <laughs> but the good thing is everybody can find back in their lives a point in time or a moment even if it's a very small moment when they stood up for themselves so the the, the point is to the trick is to remember this, to remember this feeling and to write it down as a success. You can even color it in a different color and make yeah. a list of your successes. This is when I stood up for myself and remember these times and see that it wasn't easier or in your perception, it wasn't easier than at the time you are experiencing a new difficulty. It was never easier. It just looks easier because you've overcome it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah, I think we, that's already two beautiful points is the one thing is really listening to yourself and then like with everything we're trying to cultivate, right, but then celebrating it and really acknowledging it and be like, okay, look how far you've come. <laughs> um, because I, I don't know about you, I definitely still, I mean, it depends on where someone is on their own journey, but some people, they you know, some people are like you and me, we're, we're healers or like therapists or whatever, they, it's easy for them. If you've done work on yourself but some people for them it's not easy because they haven't learned like you know they're still discovering all these things you know it's never easy whatever you do you just get bigger challenges or challenges in a different form but it you're learning your whole life and the the thing is you're you're building up muscle just like when i told you you can recall these moments so whether you're you've been doing some consciousness work or whether you haven't at all, it's new for you. You can still use this. You can still go back and remember when you were successful, when you overcame something, when you stood up for yourself. There were such moments in your life for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be alive. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's, I think it's just important to remember. That, that's yeah, all. it's just important to remember. That, and that then, you, if you've overcome it once, you can overcome it twice. Yeah. And making plans for doing the next thing, isn't it? Like to challenge it or like or go for the next thing that you want to grow into, move into, step into, like the next form of an identity or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm just always thinking about if I have any concrete example. <laughs> I mean, family members, for sure, I've experienced that too, standing up to family members. Um and even now, it seems it's a, it's a big topic in recent in the recent month. I hear from a lot of people dealing with them, standing up for themselves, dealing with family members. 
It is, isn't it? I mean, I was actually thinking about that today that, I mean, or like, of course, the closer the people are to us and the longer they have been in our lives, the more we are used to each other's ways and ways of being. So if you want to, like this whole classic idea of, oh, if you change, people might not like it, but when you're actually in it, it can feel really awkward because you're like, you know, you're really clashing potentially. Like, especially, I find, especially with family of origin, they, you know, they made you who you are and then you're kind of potentially going, you know, doing something well, that really don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be really, you know, <laughs> scary at first mm-hmm. if you're not yet used to it. Um, but that's how we strengthen ourselves, right? We become more aware of who we are and what wants to naturally express through us. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, it depends that's... on... Go ahead. No, no, I'm just thinking, in, and of course, it's a bit of a Western idea too. Like in the West, we are much more, you know, individual focused. If you go to a more Eastern country, they are much more in the collective. So I find sometimes they have a bit of a different view on that. Um, more was raised in a Western society. So I'm more like, let, let's first focus on you and see what you want to express. <laughs> and then we go back to the collective. But yeah, I know people do it a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, you do it. The, the question is what makes you not only happy, but where the drive is, where the sparkle is in, exactly. in, your, in your life. So whether you call it the purpose or the right thing, or it is where you're drawn to, where the energy takes you. It's your path. So I think we're overcomplicating it when we're introducing maybe culture. In, because still, maybe it's a bigger challenge in other cultures where they need to stand up for themselves, where the, the family is so strong. It's even more difficult, I find. And I think it's different. Like you say, I mean, that maybe someone in, in different circumstances, they, they have a different purpose. So they will naturally go for something else that feels right to them. And that's how it's meant to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's your, your biggest advice or your, let's say, biggest top advice for people to trust themselves? Um, well, we already touched on the awareness piece. It always starts with that. Uh, I would actually say, well, listening to your body, yes. But apart from that, just... making promises to yourself small promises and keeping them and like simple things like you know if if you promise yourself you're gonna eat healthy are you doing it and I know there's could we could have a whole discussion of why you might not to but in in a way that's self-care isn't it or you promise yourself you're gonna have a break are you actually having your break um you know that you are you yeah it, it comes back for me down to self-care as well like like i said earlier the more you look after yourself is that still okay oh yeah um the more you learn to trust yourself like you you know the more you learn like yeah okay i've got myself i'm listening to myself i i'm you know listening to my needs i give myself what i need what i want I take myself out, I'll have fun with, you know, and the more you're like, well, it, the more fun it becomes to hang out with yourself. And that, of course, then, you know, elevates everything and makes you enjoy life more, enjoy everything more, you get more magnetic, you sparkle out more. So that's that was what I would say is like, just make some small promises and see if you can keep them. And the more you do it, then I find it starts to snowball. Do you have anything to say to that? <laughs> I love it. Nothing to add. I mean, apart from the fact that uh, sometimes you're 
for whatever reason, not able to keep them. Sometimes they're outer circumstances. So whatever happens, don't beat yourself up, but try again. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then we come back to compassion and kindness, right? Exactly. Yeah. Hug again. yourself, love yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your best. We're all doing our best at all times. That's important yeah. to remember. And I think the point is it gets easier. The point I'm trying to make is like the more you practice these things, the easier it gets. And the more you, you, I do think you, the more you become your own best friend. Just treat yourself as if you're your own parent, your own friend, whatever it is that you want to be for yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very pleasant talk. I always feel softer after talking to oh. you, softer in I, a nice way. <laughs> yeah. And I always find like, you know, because it's also, it's a consciousness thing. Like you, we, I find sometimes we get into the space where it's more like a co-creative thing. Um, yeah. which I also really like. Yeah. So, Nicolina, you have a masterclass webinar or something yes. coming up? Um, I do. It depends on when someone watches this video. So let's link it underneath. Mm -hmm. And if it is expired and you want to stay in touch with me anyway, maybe we can also get, I don't know, my website or a, some, something else so you, people just know where to find me. Um, but yeah, there is a masterclass that's also more or less on the same topic, self-trust and how that leads to self-leadership and how that makes you show up for yourself and for others in a more easy and joyful and fluid way. Um, <laughs> so do check it out if you're interested in that. And how can people contact you? I mean, of course, we'll list the, uh, the link underneath, but maybe somebody wants to just write it down. What's the website? Um, so yeah, the website is um, www.nicolinaworther.com yeah. and there's also, I think, slash say hi if you want to send me an email. Not everything on my website is up to date, but some things are. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the best thing. Obviously, social media, you find me on Instagram, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, even LinkedIn a little bit. So yeah, yeah. you find me if you need me. And uh, yeah, info at nicolinaworther.com is my email if someone wants that awesome. all straightforward <laughs> <laughs> thank you very soothing talk i hope it was useful to people consider subscribing if you haven't yet exactly I'll see you soon thank you thank you thank for you the great for having time. me <laughs> thank you